Hi, everyone. I'm Lori Casto, Community Relations Coordinator at Wedgwood Estates in Mansfield. Welcome to the Created to Soar podcast brought to you by Wedgwood Estates, the area's premier senior residential community celebrating 25 years. And in that vein of celebrating 25 years, we wanted to take a walk down memory lane. We've got Abby Granger and Jackie Hall with us today. And thank you, ladies, for joining us because you guys are like charter members, I guess you, like if you were in a church, we would call you ladies like the charter members. <laughs> well, thanks, Lori, for having us. I It's great to be here today and to be able to go down memory lane and, and talk about the early days of Wedgwood. Talk to me, Abby, about your beginning at Wedgwood. How did it all start? Um, I actually attended college at Malone Malone College, now Malone University, and Faith Casto Kunze um, went to Malone as well, and she's Mr. Casto's um, niece. And so we had gone to school together, um, had ridden home for Christmas a couple times, and so she knew about me. She knew what I was studying in school. And so when uh, Bill Casto went, wanted to start Wedgwood. He was looking for someone who could do marketing and public relations. And she remembered that that was something I was studying in school. So uh, she contacted me one day and after I had already graduated and said, do you like your job right now? And at the time, I was doing transcription for a law firm down in Columbus. And I said, no. <laughs> and she said, would you be interested in maybe possibly doing some marketing and public relations for a new community opening in Mansfield, Ohio? And I said, oh, I said, well, how do you know about this? And she said, well, actually, it's my um, uncle's new business. And she, at the time, was the office manager at his facility in Mount Gilead, Woodside Village. And so she had heard him talking about it and said, I know somebody who just graduated who might be a fit for it. So that's how I got the interview. And um, I interviewed with him. He hired me right away. I started working down at Woodside in Mount Gilead just to get my feet wet, learn about um, senior health care um, while Wedgwood was being built. So you started back in what year? Uh, 1990, let's see, 95. I'm thinking 95 because I got married in 96. Wow. So it was quite a while then. So you mm -hmm. started in 95. Yeah. Okay. So how many years did you put in total? Put in. <laughs> <laughs> put in total. Um, I've, I'm pretty sure I worked 17 or 18 years total from when I started um, down at, at Woodside. Wow. That's yeah. quite a long time. Yeah. And then, let, and then Jackie <clears throat> Hall... She was our director of nursing, director of resident services for quite a long time. Jackie, tell us about your beginnings with Casto Healthcare and Wedgwood. All right. Um, it was in 1982, and I was finishing up my nursing school. And I lived in Lexington, and I heard that there was going to be a, a skilled facility being built in Lexington. And I heard that the man that was doing it was Bill Casto, and he had a facility already in Mount Gilead. So I went to Mount Gilead and interviewed with Gretchen Hill down there, and she hired me. And for the last several months of my nursing school, I was also working part-time in Mount Gilead at Woodside Village. Oh, so you were not even a nurse yet when you went to Woodside? Uh-uh. Okay. I was almost finished, and I hadn't taken my uh, 
Wait. Nursing, for your nursing oh, license. Yeah, yeah. my license. Anyway, um, I passed. <laughs> I, <laughs> We're so glad. I, yes, I was, I was glad that I passed. And the understanding was that when Lexington Court was built, then I would transfer up to Lexington Court and work for him there, which would be close to home. Before that, I had been a stay-at-home mom. So I liked that idea of being close to my kids. So I worked at Lexington Court as a charge nurse, and let me see, that was 14 years I worked there. And Mr. Casto came to me. In I that. did not realize you were at Lexington for 14 years. Yeah, see? I was. Wow. And I loved it. I made a lot of good friends there. And a lot of funny things happened, and a lot of sad things happened. And I've always thought that they balance each other out. Because yeah. you know how it is. So he came to me probably in 80, a year before Wedgwood opened or two years before. And he asked me if I would be interested in uh, leaving Lexington Court and coming to Mansfield and being a director of resident services in an assisted living facility. And he was going to call it Wedgwood Estates. And I said, I'd. I've never heard of assisted living. What is that? And he said, well, assisted living, let me tell you, as he took another swallow of coffee, he said, that you know, about right. <laughs> you, you've said many times that person that moved into Lexington Court, they're really in pretty good shape. They don't need to be in a nursing home. They need to be in assisted living. So he said, that's what assisted living is. It's It's for people who really can't be on their own continuously. They need a little help with certain things like bathing or sorting out their medications or ambulation or whatever. And then there's going to be garden homes for independent people. And wow. it sounded it sounded like a good fit for me. So that's how I got started up here at Wedgwood. Yeah, and you bring up a really good point about there, you didn't even know what assisted living was. No, I had no idea. And Abby, as the marketing person, were we the first ones in assisted living here in the area? We were the first ones in the area, which kind of, it was, it was very challenging, but also great opportunity to, for education. And I think it helped for me having not been part of healthcare at all before. It was easier for me, I think, to grasp the concept of assisted living as opposed to nursing home care. Um, so when we first started marketing Wedgwood, of course, nobody knew what assisted living was. And they just, everybody said, oh, is that the new nursing home going on Trumbull Road? Yes. No, yes. <laughs> that's not the new nursing home. This is a whole new exciting concept. So it was really fun to educate the public. And, and it offered us great opportunities um, in our marketing because people didn't know what it was. So they were willing to listen. Yeah, that is. And I think that's just a really an awesome thing to be able to say, hey, you know, <clears throat> we're 25 years old and we were the very first ones in the area and we kind of paved the way for anybody else that came in the area. And really, when you think about it, we've been the only for 25 years that have even stayed, even the ones that have come after us have all sold. <laughs> They've right. all sold mm -hmm. and have different ownerships, even in that 25-year period of time, even though they're here in the community. So I think that's pretty awesome. Tell me about the beginning days. Tell me about your beginning relationship. 
We actually started working together some down at Woodside um, when I was down there getting marketing things ready. Um, Jackie came like one or two days a week, I think, down to Woodside, and we just sat in Mr. Casto's office, um, just the two of us together, and we put started putting together policies, policies procedures, procedures um, handbooks. Changing, changing what the difference would be between right. assisted living and right. what uh, Woodside was, was a nursing home. So we had to do a lot of changing of the mm-hmm. vocabulary and everything. Right. And there wasn't even really at the time, um, like the Ohio Department of Health, what is that? Ohio, the Long-Term Care Association or whatever, yeah. hadn't really posted even rules and regulations for assisted living. So we actually were going off of nursing home rules and regulations that Woodside and Lexington already had in place. And we were taking those and kind of conforming them to what we wanted assisted living yes. to be really. I remember even calling Columbus on yeah. a few things that we thought, well, we got to have a clarification here. Mm-hmm. And I would call the lady that I had always spoke to in Columbus when I worked at Lexington Court, and I said, now here's here's the deal, and I would say we're trying to change the, the verbiage here and, and talk about assisted living, and I'd say, what do you think about such and such, and she'd say, I really don't even know. Right. Wow. She didn't wow. even know much about assisted living, so she said, whatever you think right. it's going to sound good for you, go ahead and put it in. Wow. It was it was fun too because when when we were meeting together down there we were getting to know each other. We did. We got to know each other very well. And was that when we took some trips, or was yeah. it after we moved in here? We took a couple trips together. I think I think we went. Did we go to Lake Tahoe before? We went to Wedge Lake would Tahoe. Even open? We went to Washington D.C. Yeah, remember that? Yeah, a couple of there were a couple of. Um, I guess they were for assisted living. Yes. Um, conferences that we went with Mr. Casto to mm-hmm. to kind of learn more about it. Yes. Um, but yeah, at the beginning, we were kind of like the trailblazers of what it would mean for Ohio too. Yes. That, and that's ha- really quite exciting. It was exciting, and I looked forward to coming to work every day because it was so totally different Mm -hmm. from the 14 years I had spent at Lexington Court, and we worked out of the first garden home that was ready. That's where, because this was still being built, and furniture was was being moved in every day, and we would come over and help open boxes, and it was kind of like Christmas. Oh, look at this. Oh, look at that. But she was interviewing uh, prospective uh, people that were going to be moving into the garden homes and I was interviewing nursing, you know, nurses and companions, which we called our nurse aides. And so we did a lot of interviews over there and hiring. And so you really were the charter members. Yes. You both. I mean, that's awesome. And so tell me, who were the first people that were hired here? I think Lunchwood? Judy Hampton was the first nurse. Mm-hmm. You know, she told me a story one time, and I never knew this, that she was actually doing, was she doing like bookkeeping or something like that? Like at the very beginning as a nurse, Mm. I was like, I was like, what? And she's like, well, yeah, there was no one else. And so that's what I was doing. And, you know, there was not, there was not a lot for me to do. There weren't that many residents. Right. Yeah. She may have done some, but I know she was the first nurse and... She was on a day shift. We had uh, 12-hour shifts. She was the first day nurse, the first night nurse. And she worked with us for at least 20, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember who the first night nurse was. 
Was, was that, it Jill? Uh, probably was Jill. Jill or um, Lila? Or did Lila, Lila come after? Yeah. I think. Or Kay. Remember Kay? Yeah, what? Lila, Kay, Jill. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> now, did you guys hire Marquita? Yes. Yeah. So but you, that was after, because we didn't really need somebody right away because we were just doing, I mean, there, when the first people started moving in, there were literally like 12 staff members to that one person. Oh, <laughs> so, wow. So everybody was kind of doing everything. And when we first opened, one of the things that Jackie loved was that we wanted people to be cross-trained and it never really happened, but we wanted someone who was serving meals to also be able to be a companion too. See, I'm still like yeah, working on that. Yeah. It would be <laughs> That's so like a dream. A good idea. It would be the so The universal great. worker. Mm -hmm. yeah. But but one of the one of the challenges we had was so many people came from the nursing home environment oh, yes. working in the nursing home that they could not wrap their heads around that. Yeah. They could yeah. not. And I think it's still kind of, but that universal worker was always our ideal. It was. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm right there with you. Yeah. So can you think of any other obstacles? I know you've talked about a lot of the different, you know, the fact about being the, the first assisted living and really telling people about assisted living and educating the community. Any other obstacles that you guys can think of that you've faced starting a new, because you guys really pioneered a new business, a brand new business. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was fun, it was interesting, and I think just explaining to the staff that, that we were hiring, you know, I would, because I think all the nurses that we hired had been nurses in nursing homes. Right. A couple maybe had worked some short times in hospitals, and the girls that, that came as caregivers, most of them had worked in nursing homes, so they had that ingrained in them that these are my people, and these are the ones I take care of. And so they had to learn, well, you don't have to do this and this and this and this. If a light rings, you go and answer the light. And, if you know, somebody else's, you know, it just took a long time for everybody to kind of get a grasp on that. We had to basically retrain them that they shouldn't do everything for everyone. Right. We wanted our residents to stay as independent as possible for as long as possible. Right. So if they were able to completely shower on their own, we wanted them to do that. Right. Um, instead of someone giving them a shower, you know, maybe they just need someone standing by right. to help like wash their feet. And that was it because that was a the thing they couldn't reach, you know. Mm -hmm. So so I think reprogramming people from giving care to assisting yeah, with total care. care. Right, yeah. right. That was that was difficult. That was challenging with the staff. There was one other instance that I always tell and I always when Tim is around and how he and I don't know the resident. I don't know, but to this day I still laugh about it. He was in his office in the back hall and he was coming out of his office and he was putting on his belt. He just happened to be messing around with his belt. And out, and I was walking back there at the same time. And then a resident, a female resident, came out of his office. And of course, nothing happened. But I always just like, I just came at that perfect time where he's messing with his belt and she's walking out of his office. And I have never let him live that down. And I don't even know. And I couldn't even tell you because it wouldn't be the right thing to do. But and of all people, yeah. it would be him. Oh. <laughs> Tim, are I there any Tim. other are there any other stories that you guys can think of that that you oh. want to share? Oh, I, well, at the beginning, um, 
our residents were extremely ambulatory and were still doing things like that like sh- like we do um, they were ba- they were driving and they were baking cookies and so we actually in the little kitchens that's another thing that ja- you know Jackie about loved that. about the kitchens as is, is having a kitchen in each hallway that the residents, if they mm-hmm. wanted to cook or bake, they could. Mm-hmm. If we wanted to cook or bake with them or their families wanted to come in and do that, um, they could. We had a lady who would make, what was it, like buttermilk pies. Yes. Remember that? She would make pies. She would make buttermilk pie. And at Christmas time, mm-hmm. uh, I would take a bunch of the ladies back there and we would make fudge one day. Mm-hmm. And they loved doing that. And then I'd put it on little plates and they could all have a plate of the, at their table. And we had to make sure that the diabetic people didn't get those, but they loved that and popcorn balls. Yep. I would make a lot of popcorn in our popcorn machine, and then I would take it back and boil the syrup and everything. And I would mix it all up and then set this great big bowl thing from that I got from the kitchen, and I would sit it in the middle of the table, and we would make popcorn balls and wrap them in wax paper, and we ended up with tons of popcorn balls, and they would each, you know, they could hand them out to the different oh, residents awesome. and save them for their family and stuff, yeah. and give them, put them in the Christmas spirit, I think. Yeah. We had a, a little tiny short Italian lady and anybody anybody listening to this in town probably would be able to figure out who she is but um she loved to cook and bake and we we had spaghetti and meatballs one day and she was just sitting in her chair kind of slumped back just looked disgusted so I went up to her and asked her what was wrong and she said you all call this meatball (laughs) And she was like, you say meatball. And she like really ex- exaggerated the E and she's like, it's a meatball. And she's like, I will show you how to make a meatball. I said, fine, show us how to do it. And so she gave us a list of ingredients and we got all of it together. And she was in her glory in that kitchen making meatballs. And she made it for everybody, spaghetti and meatballs. Oh, my word, it was so good. <laughs> Because they were the meatballs. The meatballs, not the meatballs. (laughs) One thing I remember was the teddy bear tree at Christmas. Mm -hmm. Oh, we still have the teddy bear tree. You still have it. Yes, that was big. We call her Big Grandma. Mm -hmm. Uh, Big Grandma. Yeah, that was Randy's grandmother. And I remember one of our residents from the garden home would steal the little soldier. Yep. We had a teddy bear that was dressed in a soldier outfit. Yeah. And she would hide it. And then. This, we, we must have put that up two or three weeks before Christmas. And every day we would have to find that soldier because she would hide it in different places. She loved so we were, that. Oh, she loved it. And and the resident who gave us the tree, she just was so tickled that we had it in the ice cream parlor. And she got a big kick out of that. Yeah, out we of- moved the teddy bear tree now to the one to this one side right by Kirsten's office. Mm-hmm. So she just loves uh, when Everybody. the Santa Claus, we put a Santa Claus right by it from one of the residents and the Santa Claus will sing, you know, and everybody, oh, know and everybody, and uh, everybody will hit the Santa Claus, yes. ho, 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 you know, and she yes. just loves. How she, <laughs> remember how that resident used to dance? Oh, yes. <laughs> dance whenever that happened. Uh, Speaking of dancing, we, we used to have a Valentine dance, uh-huh. remember? Yes. You could come with your sweetheart, oh, yeah. bring oh, your sweetheart. Too. Yes. Well, we had some really good dancers, too. We did. 
Yeah, the it was so funny when you, when you were talking about the garden home resident who used to move the soldier bear. She came to one of our very first informational meetings yes. we had about Wedgwood, which we had them at the Der Dutchman because Wedgwood wasn't open yet, and we would just have like pie and coffee. We sent out mailers, and people had to RSVP. She was there, and it was probably like the third, maybe the third, second or third one that we had done, and. Mr. Casta would just get so excited. He w- he wanted me to present everything, but he would get so excited that he would continuously interrupt me, which <laughs> I'm sure you find that hard to believe. And so this this no. particular okay. this particular woman was there with her husband and her son, and she was just watching. I could see her like looking back and forth. And I had talked with her a little bit beforehand, and I knew she was a firecracker. So um, she was just watching back and forth. And he said, does anyone have any questions? And she raised her hand. She said, yeah, I want to know when you're going to sit down and shut up and let the girl say what she wants to say. <laughs> I was just taken aback. And he laughed so hard. And he just do. he just looked at me and kind of like, <laughs> like, ta-da, here she is. And he was like, what do you want to say, Miss Abby? And yes. so then I talked, but but that that particular resident, she held, uh, she still holds a a place in my heart, and uh, I miss I miss some of those people who just I mean I was young, she was special, getting married, having kids, and she was there for all of it. Oh, she, she was, was. you know, and person. and that's exactly the thing, Abby. It's sometimes you go days and you're like, are we really? making a difference. Right. Are we, does mm-hmm. anybody really care? Mm-hmm. And then you think about some of those residents, I'm getting goosebumps. I, I think of some of those sweet residents that have taught me so many things. They, right. they did, they taught me, they have, and they still do. They teach me so many things because they, you know, and even during when everything was going on with the pandemic, we have a gentleman here who's, who's a, uh, a, a doctor. Mm-hmm. He's 99, yeah. <laughs> but I'd go to him for wisdom, to, mm-hmm. to glean from his wisdom and, and uh, even garden home residents that doctors. And it's like, uh, they know what they're talking about. Right. I trust them. Mm-hmm. They've been through it all. Right. You know, and not a lot rattles these folks. And um, that's what it's all about. And it's just wonderful to have you guys here and talk about 25 years of and, and the beginnings of Wedgwood. And I know Ms., my father-in-law, <laughs> Mr. Casto, he would have loved seeing you guys and having you here. And, and um, th- for me personally, this has been therapeutic, just thinking about this 25-year thing, going, mm-hmm. taking a trip down memory lane. Because just for me, I think it's been good because I see that, yes, we have, we've all made a difference. You made a big difference. You've made a di- difference. We've all made a difference. And my father-in-law and mother-in-law, they've made a difference. Yes. And um, I'm just, I'm proud of that legacy. And I mm-hmm. thank you guys for taking your time. You know, you didn't have to come and you took your time and, and I appreciate that. And we appreciate that. And, and Jackie, thank you for putting in 30 years <laughs> with Casto Healthcare and Abby, 17, 18, whatever, thank you mm-hmm. for putting in that time. We appreciate it. Um, you are appreciated. Um, the residents all through the years appreciated you. Yes, <laughs> even thank you for that reminder. <laughs> even though sometimes you wonder, they do and they did. And, and thank you for listening to the Creative to Soar podcast brought to you by Wedgwood Estates in Mansfield, the area's premier senior residential community celebrating 25 years.